Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these, well, I've been a little remiss lately, I'm not going to lie. I haven't done a ton lately because I've been doing a lot of other things. Uh, And frankly, I don't feel the need to do a podcast every other day. I do it when there's something really burning my brain, as one of my bosses used to say back in the day. Uh, And so there are enough podcasts out there talking about nonsense every single day. Some of them are great. Some of them are not great. And a lot of times it's people who feel compelled to put out a podcast every day, whether or not they care about what they're talking about, right? So anyway, I wanted to address this today, but before I do, let me mention where you can find me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show. And you can find me Sunday nights in St. Louis on 97.1 FM Talk, doing the Heidi Hair Show, 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time. So that's central time. So please check that out. And HeidiHairShow.com is the main website for that. You can check that out. And you can message me there, you can email me there, and also get on my email list. So please check all of that out. I wanted to talk today about something I'm seeing, which is the attack on the middle class. I'm seeing it, I'm hearing it, I'm living it, because I certainly am a middle class person, always have been, born and raised, proud to be a middle class person. And the the issue is, with politicians, is they want to get rid of us. You know, throughout history, there has been the ruling class, and there have been the peasants. And the peasants are easy to control. But now we've got the pesky middle class, and that's driving the people in Washington, D.C. crazy. It's very difficult to control us because, not that we all think alike, and not that we all vote alike, but in America, you have the ability, if you're a middle class person, to start a little business. It may not be a big one, but it may be little, and it may wind up being huge. Who knows what'll happen, right? You have that ability to do that, even if whether you're a lower income person, obviously you have that opportunity too. It's harder to get the seed money and whatnot, but it can happen. So we can do things that make us more difficult to control. And when people start businesses, for example, they start to look at things differently when it comes to taxes and all this. They go, wait a minute, I'm paying all this for employees. I'm paying all this for business taxes and this. And so we just start thinking for ourselves. Now, you don't need to be a business owner to think for yourselves. But we're the problem for a lot of those folks. The ruling class wants to tell us what to do. They can control the lower income people by giving them money and giving them more benefits, and giving them free insurance, and giving them all these things that you and I as middle-class people can't get. Talked to a friend of mine the other day whose wife is suffering from cancer. She's going to be okay. She's got the kind that's treatable, but he said insurance is not designed for middle-class people. He said the rich people are fine, the poor people get everything for free, and the middle-class people are getting destroyed by this. Obamacare notwithstanding, right? We all know what a joke that is. But it's another way to attack the middle class. Policies that are put out that don't benefit you if you actually have an intact family. You know, for a long time I've talked about the issue of families and that's really kind of much more a part of my heart than, uh, you know, whoever's the speaker of the house this week. Who knows who it's going to be? I don't, these people, (laughs) the problems with America to me, obviously spiritually are, are the big problems, spiritual problems. People don't, they've turned away from God. But also this idea that families are falling apart. I mean, all over the place. And I may do a whole series on that. I think I'm going to probably do that a little video series because I see a lot of these guys online who are talking, you know, they'll pull up a TikTok video of some woman talking about dating or divorce or whatever, and they kind of make fun of her. I may do something like that. I'm not going to make fun of anybody, but my point would be to try to let young ladies know there's another way to think about things. I'm thinking about doing something like that. I might. Anyway, to me, the family breakdown and the spiritual breakdown, these are the big issues in America, not who the Speaker of the House is. Okay. So what I see is a lot of Republicans not focusing on 
what I think they should focus on, which is family-friendly legislation. Now, you can't obviously force people to be married or stay married or get married. or Of course not. But you can certainly have policies that are more favorable if you're married or certainly as favorable as if you're not married. And they don't do that. These are the things Republicans should be working on. Uh, but they're all focused on things that hurt us. We're the ones paying the higher utility bills. We're the ones paying the high gas prices. We're the ones squeezed every which direction. And the president, uh, Congress, they don't care. They're not affected by this because they just, you know, they can, you know, afford it. And so yesterday I was at the hair salon and I overheard a conversation, a woman talking. I don't know her or anything about her life other than what I heard in this brief conversation. But she made an interesting point that I think is going to be really important in the future. She was talking about, she's probably 60 years old. She was talking about retiring. She and her husband, uh, this one, he might retire, she might retire, this and that and the other. She said, well, I think we have enough money to retire. We got to worry about Medicare and their insurance is so expensive. And this, you know, basically a middle-class woman talking about the normal concerns a middle-class person has when they go to retire. You know, I got to get through before Medicare insurance is so expensive those last couple of years and this and that. Okay. But then she said something so important to me, made my ears perk up. I couldn't help it over here. It was a pretty quiet salon other than this woman. And she was saying something. She said, my husband and I, we have enough money to retire and help our kids. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. Now, as a middle-class person, been out on my own since I was, what, 19, 20 years old. I've never asked my parents to support me in any way financially in any way. And so I don't understand. And I know it's a common thing now. People, the kids don't want to leave the house till 35. I get that. There's all that. But it's, it's really interesting to me because a lot of people in that age group are going to have children who are 25, 30, who just have failed to launch. Now, when I say that, some of these kids are just literally not able to even afford. You, you move out, you can't, even if you have a full-time job, who can afford an apartment? I was talking to a woman the other day who is an apartment manager. They've got some new apartments they just built. And a one-bedroom apartment, one bedroom, is going to be $1,400 a month. One bedroom, and it's not the best part of town, okay? Not the worst, but not the best. $1,400. So my first apartment, when I moved out on my own, was a studio, and it was $200-and-something a month. It wasn't in the best area. That's true. It wasn't. I never left the apartment complex at night. It was too scary. But... At least it was my own, I could afford it. It was my own place. I moved out. I couldn't wait to buy my first dishes and all that. $1,400 a month. If you make $10 an hour, $15 an hour as a single person, how are you going to pay that rent? And I don't know, a car payment, if you have one, even if you've got an older car, groceries, insurance, how are you going to ever save for a house? You're not. And I'm not criticizing this woman who's a property manager. She didn't set the prices the economy does. But this is where we are now. I have some friends whose kids got married a few years ago, 20, 20, 21, I think he's 25, she was 21 at the time, did it right, didn't live together first, got married, could only afford an apartment in a really crappy part of town, had the cops there every single week for some reason with the neighbors. They didn't call the cops, but just that was the neighborhood they were in. They moved back in with her parents. They don't want to be there. Both of them work full time. And can't afford a decent apartment, any kind of decent. So this is the problem. And if you can't afford to get your first apartment, then you can't afford to maybe buy, get a nicer one down the road or save money for a house or this or that. It's going to be terrible for the next generation. Yes, there will be wealthy people. 
Sorry, I had to take a quick break to make my dog quiet. So if the audio sounds different, you'll understand why. Normally I do this without having to edit anything. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I was saying that there are going to be wealthy people in the next generation. Sure, they're going to be young people, entrepreneurs and whatnot. But the vast majority of people are not going to be able to, from what I'm seeing, where I'm sitting, ever afford to get a house. Now, you don't have to have a house. Nobody says you're a bad person if you rent your whole life. I get that. But a house builds wealth and it builds stability long term. I mean, listen, I know that housing doesn't always go up in value and all that. I understand all that. I lived through 08 and obviously there have been housing crashes before that. I get all that. But in general, if you own a house, you know, you tend to be more stable. You're staying in that neighborhood. You're buying things for the house. That helps the economy. You're building some kind of equity in your home. I mean, it's good for society for people to own property and not be transient and changing apartments every year. I think everyone agrees on that. Once again, not making you a bad person if you rent. But we've got a next generation of people who are not going to be able to do that from what I can see. So when I heard this woman talking about wanting to retire and factoring in whether they, she, she could help her kids, how many people are saying the same thing? Tons of them are. My parents never had to consider that. When my father retired, he had to consider how much money was he had a pension. He was a lifelong musician. He had other stuff coming in. So he had to sit down. I was sitting there. I remember the day he was sitting down calculating how much money he would have if he retired. And that was really important. But at no time did he factor in, I'm going to have to help my daughter pay her rent. No, he did not. So it's fascinating to me. And I also believe that this generation of people, okay, let's go with 40-year-olds. Okay, let's go with 60-year-olds, all right? Let's talk about the 60-year-olds, right? People in their 50s and 60s. They're probably going to be, in my opinion, the last generation that inherits any wealth from anybody. A lot of people I know who are in their 50s and 60s the only money they, they're ever going to have, some of these people, is what they inherit from their parents. A house, property of some kind, uh, you know, savings, whatever. That's it. They don't have a lot of their own. And I, I'm just speaking from what I've seen, the people I know, and the situations that I, I know about. And I wonder how common that is. I think it's pretty common. So you've got a generation of people who are now 35, 40 years old who are not going to inherit anything. Because their parents are going to blow through what they inherit from their 80-year-old parents who pass away, right? They're not going to inherit anything at 40. When they're 60, it's, it's going to be all gone. And they're not going to have a house. And it's just a very sad situation. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm just commenting on what I'm seeing and hearing in the real world where I live. I don't live in some palace someplace in Washington, D.C., making decisions and, you know, waving my magic wand over the peasants. I live like everybody else. I'm a normal person with the normal concerns and normal bills that everybody else has. And so it's it's very hard for me when I think of these younger people, how it's going to be for them in 10 or 20 years. But it's a constant attack on the middle class. And there are a lot of folks out there and saying in 20 years, we're not going to have any money. I don't know what that's going to mean for anybody. I mean, they can't cut off Social Security because seniors vote. So I'm not sure how far that's going to go. But I just don't see things getting better for the next generation of people. And I wonder how many in their 60s are going to be go, go through all of their money helping their kids in their 30s that they wouldn't have to help if the economy wasn't so bad. Or if people weren't, for example, you know, told in college, A, you have to get a college degree. And that's $100,000 or more to get a college degree. And then a lot of times they can't pay that off because they get a job that pays them 40000 a year. They're never going to pay that college debt off ever in their whole life. So there's that. Nobody can stay home with the kids because they have college debt and all this nonsense. That's another attack on the middle class as far as I'm concerned. I mean, think of it this way. How many people 
who are in a middle class uh, financial situation can afford to live a middle class lifestyle with one person working. You can't. What's the average income of an American? I think it's $50,000. I could look this up, but you get the point. It's like less than $70,000 a year, far less. If you're making $70,000 a year, good luck surviving a middle-class lifestyle and maintaining that with kids and whatnot. I talked to a friend of mine the other day who does six figures, and he supports a family of five. And he said, by the time I pay this and this and this and this and this, and he's not a guy who blows money. Not at all. But that's the, the just trying to maintain a normal, just living in a house and feeding three kids and a wife. I mean, it's crazy. And it used to not be that way. And so the attacks on the middle class continue. And everything they do in Washington, D.C. hurts us. It's not hurting them, not hurting the rich people, not the ones with these massive pensions and all, not hurting them. It's hurting us. And the people who have no money, they're going to get anything they want. And the people coming in illegally, well, that's another whole story for another whole podcast. I've talked about that on my St. Louis show many times and the podcast. But those people who are getting everything for nothing, do you think they're ever going to be independent? I mean, think about it this way. If I called you and I said, listen, uh, my nephew's coming in from out of town and he needs a place to stay. And, um, and, and you said, well, oh, well, I got a room, but uh, does he have a job? No. Does he have a car? No. Does he have any money? No. Uh, you'll be asked to supply all that. You know, would you mind uh, driving him around and would you mind, uh, you know, feeding him and, and providing clothes if he needs it and medical care too? I, I'm not kidding. That is what we're doing for these illegal aliens. In these places all around the country, we're giving them everything. Do you ever think that they'll be independent? Would somebody's nephew be independent if you said, okay, I'll take him in and I'll provide everything for him. And then in a year, he'll be great. He'll want to work and do it. No, of course not. I'm not trying to insult your intelligence by saying this. You know this. But that's a great example to me of exactly what's happening. That's where we are now. So it's very depressing to me to see what's happening to the middle class and how it's, they're being just squeezed to the end. You try to go to Disneyland, it's fine. Not that I'd go. The way Disney is now. But what's it cost? $5,000, $10,000 to go. I mean, I don't know how anybody in the middle class survives this. All the grocery costs. Nobody talks about that in mainstream media. You don't hear it discussed because it doesn't affect them. That's the whole point. I saw a college professor the other day in Missouri uh, pointing out something about, oh, the, number, the numbers in the economy are great. How can people not see this? Well, you, sir... Do not live in the world I live in. Because if you did in the real world, not in academia, you would understand how tough it is for people out here. So what's, what's sad to me is the disconnect between the members of Congress who don't have any idea what people are really suffering and the people like this college professor who seem to think, oh, everything's great. No, it's not great. Talk to people. Talk to real people. Go to the park. Go to Walmart. Go, I don't know, to church. Go anywhere. And talk to real people who are not in academia, who don't have tenure or any kind of guaranteed job or pension or whatever. Talk to them and find out what they're dealing with. Because that's the vast majority of us. So I certainly don't look to Congress to solve this. And as you all know, I'm a Christian. And I ultimately know at the end of the day that we win and God is in charge of all this. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be rough for a very long time. Possibly we've seen our best days as a nation. I mean, I do tend to believe that, although I'm not trying to be negative for the next folks, but I do believe we've seen uh, the best it's going to be in this country at this point. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But certainly we can't expect politicians to solve our problems. That, we, I think we can all agree on that, right? Well, maybe not even that. <laughs> Who knows? 
All right. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget, you can catch me Sunday night in St. Louis, 97.1 FM Talk, 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time. You can find me Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, and HeidiHarrisShow.com. You can email the show, get on my email list, whatnot. Uh, And you can also find my videos. I do a little video series called Headlines with Heidi. And that's all up at rumble.com, Headlines with Heidi or uh, Heidi Harris Show on Rumble. It'll pop up there for you. And I may start that video series about the marriage thing because I'm seeing some very sad uh, videos online of people who are really lost when it comes to the issue of marriage. And that affects all of our future, frankly. So stay tuned for that. I think I'm probably going to do that maybe next year. All right, guys, I'll see you Sunday night. Until we meet again, remember, God is in charge. So please relax. Be aware, be alert, pay attention, stay informed. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you got to give it to him. Here's Tony Scottwell. 